Good morning. It is Monday, May 9th, 2022, and this is DC Signal to Noise. Happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Since we last talked, corn planting has fallen further behind the average pace. Russian forces have increased their assault on Ukrainian grain storage and export facilities. The Federal Reserve increased interest rates. Diesel prices have Climbed to record levels, stock trade has turned wildly volatile, and Rich Strike made the Kentucky Derby deadline entry, the entry deadline by 30 seconds, <laughs> hit the track from the far outside gate, was the 80 to 1 longest of all the long shots, and won the race by snaking his way along the rail in the final one eighth of a mile. It was an astonishing race. Good morning, Jim Wiesmeyer. How are you this morning? If I would have been there, I would have bet on him. I always sure, like why not? On the heart, yeah, the wild one, just for you know, giggles. You know, and wild one is right. It, they've got the uh, the handlers' ponies. You know, to help them make their way back from the race or to the gates. After that race, that rich strike was a bad boy. He mm. was a bad boy with that pony. He was. He, he was pretty wound up, but a great race. Yes. Just a fast. It, it was absolutely great. All right. Good morning, uh, Melody, and good morning, CB. They've got it figured out. There's a comments tab there on your page. Click on that, and that is how we communicate. The other way that we communicate is by email. You can send me an email anytime. Just make it to uh, send it to host at agritalk.com. And Jim, I'm going to start with kind of a sensitive issue here when it comes to global trade. And this one comes came in from Greg just this morning by email. Last week, we had Phil Flynn on the show. He's an energy analyst at Price Futures Group. And he mentioned that space and pipelines for diesel is expensive. And he believed it was in part due to diesel headed to the export terminals. Now, Diesel on Long Island is at $6.49 a gallon. Greg is asking, is an export ban coming for diesel fuel? Seems better to keep our diesel fuel home for farmers and truck drivers. I will never rule anything out in this uh, economic and uh, uh, you know political uh, uh, environment, Chip, but I don't see it at this particular time, Not, not yet. Uh, and I think that there would be um, the officials within the National Economic Council and elsewhere arguing against that. But again, I hate to play both sides. I'm not going to rule it out. Okay, so last week on the, the Farmer Forum on Wednesday on AgriTalk, had Ken McCauley from Kansas, had Gary Niemeyer from Illinois, two past presidents of the Absolutely. National Corn Growers Association. And they talked about a Jimmy Carter moment. Is there going to be a Jimmy Carter moment for the Biden administration in dealing with uh, what is happening with inflation, dealing with what's happening with Ukraine, uh, food scarcity in spots around the world? If we put any kind of an embargo on any kind of trade, that's a Jimmy Carter moment. It, it is. And it, and it would show that we didn't learn that that Jenny, Jimmy Carter uh, moment didn't work out, you know, yeah. uh, I, I just, it's more of the hope 
that 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 does not occur occur the market yeah. cannot solve everything however it has a way of dealing with these things as you well know chip and yeah. uh, and once it deals with it price rationing yeah. demand rationing it can settle out pretty uh, fairly quickly so i just hope that they let it rip and i think you're beginning to see that in the wheat market right now that uh, yeah. we, we don't know what the, the we're seeing some exaggerated highs maybe the specs are starting to move out of uh, some commodities such as corn not in a big way yet but the numbers are starting to show it so uh, let's let it work out let it work yeah. out. okay you know the, it's it's funny that you say it that way because after i had the interview with flynn and the thought did pop into my mind, geez, maybe we should just not export it all. I had to go and I didn't say it on the air. Thank God. Um, but I had to go and watch some Steve Forbes and, and who is a, who is a, a vehement, let the market work it out guy. Yes. And I went and listened to some of his comments again that I've got on file and I, I got back to the let the market work it out. This is this is just uh, one of those cases where that is is how it's got to happen. Yes, and we've got things that they've tried in the past. Under uh, I keep saying I remember Nixon uh, when he had a sales suspension uh, mm -hmm. until new crop came along. So you know all those are the tools of the past. You know, yeah. but they can put a sledgehammer to prices very quickly. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jim, you were on the road last week. What'd you learn? Oh, uh, both crop insurance events, uh, RCIS meeting in Florida and SEPA agents meetings, crop insurance agents in Kansas City, both well attended. And more than a few participants came up to me and they said they listen, uh, our view, uh, signal to noise. And, you know, a number of them, Chip, and these were uh, some farmers there ask what, uh, whether or not there, there could be a crop insurance policy relative to fertilizer that would get them covered uh, in the case of corn if they couldn't get fertilizer delivered. Not so much on the price of fertilizer. Okay. Whether or not there, uh, you know, it's almost like a pseudo prevent plant. Um, now I know huh. insurance companies don't want any more risk exposure so this could be, I told him, I said it could be uh, uh, maybe a shared one with the government and the insurance system where the government uh, puts in some of the, you know, subsidies. But I did hear that in a number of cases where farmers would, would like a, an insurance policy if they were unable, you know, they could pay for it, but if it's, if it's unable to be delivered. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh it's also pretty easy to manipulate. Uh, there'd have to be caveats all over the place <laughs> on it. And that's why uh, privately when I talk to crop insurance agents and the underlying companies, uh, th th there's a lot of risk involved there. Yeah, yeah. But it, what that speaks to is the level of uncertainty that we are dealing with at this time because of the 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 interruption in supplies and the issues that we're dealing with around the world uh, it 
if we start talking about some sort of a force majeure on fertilizer deliveries, this is, uh, it's a weird, strange world, man. Yeah. You know, we're going to hear a lot, I think, I hope, uh, an update on some of these sensitive issues, Chip, this Tuesday morning when Ag Secretary Vilsack uh, attends a Senate hearing on appropriations on the budget request. And he's going to be asked about a lot of topics that we discuss on signal to noise, uh, yeah. the fertilizer. Hopefully he'll talk about maybe they they could accelerate, uh, you know, with the railroads, you know, some of the deliveries, et cetera. Uh, another issue, and it doesn't surprise me wherever I go and in my emails is whip plus yep. uh, Vilsack on AgriTalk has consistently said, we're going to get details this month. Well, it's this month. Yeah, it's, <laughs> we may even we may even be past this month uh, for when he he first said that it was uh, was going to be coming our way. And, and he'll be asked about that. Not only the details, and it should be two tranches like the livestock, you know, what plus that they're going to rename again. That's just a political thing that they're doing. But uh, when the payments will you know, you, you know, will come out, uh, but that's a needed program. And this affects, remember, 2020 and 2021 crops. So they have the information or in, in many cases, most of the information they need. So um, Vilsack lately has talked about the structure of the new WIP plus. So we're going to okay. see that he's, I think, signaling some potential changes there, but but you know that was a, a, a another topic, right? Right, um, Jim. I want to talk at least briefly about something that you and Brian Grady, editor at Pro Farmer, worked on for last week's uh, uh, Pro Farmer newsletter, and that is the next step in the farm bill process because the hearings are underway. They a couple last week. Uh, but the funding, I think, is is conversation. I think is really interesting. Yes, yeah. In talking over the last few weeks to some lawmakers and some congressional aides, and a number of them said, "Don't be too certain that there there won't be new additional funding." for the next farm bill, whenever it is, Chip. I never put a date on it because we could mm -hmm. well have changing for sure in the House uh, on the Republican control in 2023, maybe the Senate. It's going to be very close. That surprised me. So I'm not going to rule it out now. And they say that relative to uh, the events where, uh, that's underway right now, the uncertainty in the whole, mm -hmm. the whole world, let alone the ag sector. So... Uh, I don't know whether that signals a renewed focus on the Commodity Credit Corporation uh, Charter Act. Remember, the maximum funding is $30 billion. Now, right. there's been uh, pushes by the Farm Bureau and lawmakers to bump that up to, what, $55, $60 billion. That would give the, um, the uh, Congress and the administration flexibility, because let's be frank, the farm bill is just like a, a, a big dinosaur. It's hard to turn around. Yeah. Uh, so that would give the flexibility and just a real brief journey to the past. You remember Dr. Neil Harrell from, Iowa? Oh, yeah. remember he had a, a, um, 
uh, a suggestion, what, decades ago, that the ag sector is so important that maybe there should be a Federal Reserve equivalent uh, for agriculture. To me, that's like a CCC board in which only in emergency cases you could tap that funding. I I think it should be aired out again. I think he had a a suggestion well before his time, but you could get an independent panel, uh, House and Senate ag uh, panel representation on that, because we need a more flexible funding mechanism for the business of agriculture that could take care of uh, these uh, major events that's that's happening in the world uh, that, that no farm bill can deal with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting idea concept. Uh, but it stresses how important food security is to national security. That they both link together. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And, but it shows this is a teaching moment for the U S citizens and the world about how important agriculture is both from the grains input side the meat side etc i again in my speeches i tell uh participants uh, my city folk that that i deal with they ask well you know what do you have to look out for in your writing and i go through economic policy trade policy energy policy all that stuff inputs and they think and they always tell me boy farmers have to be pretty smart (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah no doubt no doubt okay uh you mentioned uh, a federal reserve for agriculture let's talk about the federal reserve had an interest rate increase last week jim yeah 50 basis points and the first the market really uh was glad at least the equity markets and then they heave hold the following day and went down further than they went up yeah, 900 uh, points up, thir- uh, 1,250 down. That signals to me that they want even larger cuts. Uh, 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 Jay Powell, uh, the Fed uh, uh, head, uh Rule basically ruled out a seventy-five point uh, you know, you know, basis uh, hike. Uh, he may have to rethink that. Uh, yeah. So we're going to see. We're going to get CPI and and producer price index uh, updates this week, Chip. Right now, most of them signal CPI could go down slightly. Um, uh, we'll see. But if that were to reverse or even go higher, and food prices continue to go higher, uh, the Fed is going to have to uh, probably look at that seventy-five basis point hike. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, the rate of inflation may slow from last month slightly, but it's not going to slow enough to put our year-to-year gains in average hourly earnings or wage gains uh, ahead of the rate of inflation. So we're still in in a negative environment for the consumer out there as far as their earnings go. We are. And and the markets are signaling. I don't like to see That's, this or say that they're signaling that they don't believe the Fed. Right. You know, so I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, there's a there is a uh, I don't know, competency. They're competent, uh, but they just don't believe in their strategy. So right. the markets are taking over. right yeah, now. They don't trust the Fed right now. They don't trust. They don't right. trust. Yes, right. absolutely. Okay, um, another quick item from last week. It sounds like the Biden administration is willing 
to take a look at the tariffs that are on some Chinese goods that come into the country. Is that yes, right? there, but there's an internal conflict within the Biden administration. U.S. Trade Rep. Catherine Tai, I think, doesn't want to lighten them up because she sees it as a lever on China relative to the Trump era phase one ag agreement, Chip. Uh, but there's others in the White House who are saying, you know, that could help out in the inflation battle, especially in a number of uh, areas. So uh, we still don't have the final uh, result of the tussle, you know, within the Biden administration. But they've got about, I was told about a 30 day review. So we could see something happen by the middle of June on whether or not they're going to lift some of the tariffs. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, over the weekend, uh, Jill Biden, the first lady, makes a trip to Kiev. Uh, surprising. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, I always like, as long as she was protected, and apparently she was, uh, I always like to see that uh, first lady to first lady, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a, it shows the commitment on the part of uh, of the of the U.S. to to that area uh, and region of the world. It's just not Ukraine now. And uh, Putin, for Russia's leader, had the military parade and all that today. Uh, you know, Victory Day they call it, and when uh, of their role in defeating the Nazis. But he had a very revealing uh, his topic. Uh, the Financial Times had a very revealing interview with the CIA director of the U.S., um, uh, William Burns. And I would behoove any listener to go take a look at that uh, because uh, it says uh, the, the bottom line was Putin is doubling down. He thinks that the, he cannot he cannot retrench. And there's other aspects in that interview that are that are very revealing that he thought that the time was right when he went into Ukraine, that if he didn't move then, um, the Western uh, 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 nations were just going to encroach upon him. Um, there, there's some truth to that, maybe, but a lot of it was his internal thinking that some people think are flawed. Well, Western nations may have encroached, but there was never going to be a Western nation invasion. No, but he's Russia. blaming he's blaming now today in the speech. He's blaming it. And that's an errant observation. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, he's looking for ways to stay out of uh, out of jail. And yes, that's not going to happen. Uh, as far as I can tell. You know, um, another, another question I get a lot, Chip, uh, when I go out to speak from listeners is uh, the, you know, the, uh, you know, cattle marketing issue, the cash. Yep, yep. And, and some of them, not all, say, you know, are you and Chip against that? That's interesting that I get that. Yeah. And I go, no, it's just mm -hmm. that we usually refer back to the analyst reports about it. So I thought I would address that head on. Yeah. I'm not either for or against it. I, I want as much open transparency yeah. in that cattle pricing. And I know you do as well. Yeah. On AgriTalk, we try to cover it as evenly as we possibly can. Uh, in, in the week that the hearings were held in, in um, the House and the Senate, 
uh, we started with coverage from the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, who is very much in favor of the Cattle Market Price Discovery and Transparency Act. Uh, we continued it with Chuck Grassley, who wrote the bill is and, and is writing the bill. And then we wrapped up our coverage that week with the NCBA's reaction and uh, uh, take on on how the hearings went. Uh, and with, with me, Jim, I understand when I read the economic analysis from the academics, I get it. I, I understand what they are saying, why they are saying, and, and how they come to the conclusions that they come to. I get it. But I also say there is so much smoke around this issue that there's got to be a fire burn in some place. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, okay, this, I, I think Melody was probably thinking about something other than Packers when she said this. But I'll go ahead and, and jump to, to Melody's comment here. Citizens need less teaching than corporate CEOs who put short-term financial gains over long-term health and security. Uh, because we, we've had the Packers in there, uh, the, the CEOs of the, the big four, they were accused of putting profits over what's good for the economy. Uh, there's when we talked with Phil Flynn last week, uh, brought up the, the comments that are out there that the refiners should be taking some of the massive profits that they made in the first quarter and putting it back into the system to bring that price down at the pump. And Phil's reaction to that was, well, does that mean that we need to go back a year ago when they were losing money like crazy and start putting some money back into their pocket at that time? Yeah, you know, so there's, and I think what Melody is 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 talking about here is, do the CEO do, should the should the gas companies the refiners just say, listen, we're not going to export, we're going to keep it here. What if what if that happens, Jim? If, if the companies decide themselves to back away from the export market. Well, the, mostly you hear on the energy side is the, the, the reason why they're not so aggressive in increasing production. Now, this is in the, in the gasoline and, and other uh, oils uh, is the regulatory side that they're saying, you know, there's a limit on how much we can invest. If we're getting the clear signal from the White House in X year, uh, they're going to come after us. Right. You know, and they have to answer to shareholders yeah. on that one. And that's your your short term and long term. Any good company CEO and board, I think that's the most important thing. The board of directors, they're going to they should look at long term investment from a long term perspective. And in this case, it's very hard to do if you're in the oil industry when you have a, a White House coming out after you. You know, yeah. So that's called a dilemma. You know, right, right. Uh, another comment from D Jensen here: Inflation numbers being put out there are pretty useless. In agriculture, I'm pretty sure expenses are up twenty percent plus. Commodity grain and livestock prices up no more than fifteen percent. Uh, depends on where you're going to count. Start your 
your figures from on the gain in grain prices because it's more than a 15% gain. There's no question. But the increases up more than 20%, absolutely. I've been arguing, Jim, that, that agriculture is, is uh, basically showing the general economy what's coming. And I, I totally agree. Yeah. And, of course, with the logistics, you know, the shipping problems, it's hurting the, uh, the, the Midwest uh, more. You, you look at state inflation numbers, they're up higher in the Midwest relative to the East and West Coast. Uh, but everything, I, I, I agree with the concept. Uh, the inflation rates are, are uh, understated to perhaps significantly understated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. And, and if we do see a downtick in the CPI consumer price index this week, I think it's temporary. Um, and I, I, I think that that's probably correct. I think there is going to be a downtick, uh, because when you contract the economy, like we did in the first quarter of, of this year, there, there. It, that's going to impact consumer prices somehow, some way. We're still going to see inflation at at uh, probably seven and a half percent. I think something yeah, like that. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, but we we contracted the economy in the first quarter. We can't forget that. I think people are glossing over that because we are in a period where we are raising interest rates. You don't normally do that coming off a quarter that had negative GDP. No, we're out of cycle. We're out of yes. cycle. And again, history shows the Fed to control inflation. Interest rates have to be above, above. the rate of inflation. And as you just said, we're still basically flirting at zero to what? One percent. Yeah. Real, yeah. Real e rate. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna save Gary's question for the end here. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Secretary Vilsack is going to be testifying on Tuesday. We're also going to get some comments from President Biden tomorrow on inflation, how he's going, you know, the plan to fight it. Yes, but regretfully, I think he'll have some things to say of note, but I, they're going to put the politics too much on it from what I can gather. They're going to uh, put how the Republicans are, are doing their inflation uh, aspects, and they're going to okay. pick one particular senator, uh, Scott, from Florida, who had a, a tax increase recommendation of which the minority leader, Mitch McConnell, fought against, but they're going to hype it. So okay. once again, we're going to see the political battle on a very sensitive issue, Chip. Okay. Speaking of a political battle on a sensitive issue, can you believe that that document was leaked from the Supreme Court? Uh, they're, 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 no. Uh, it's a turning point for America, Jim. In this environment, yeah, it's just not a good sign. Uh, and then the, all the commentary. Uh, the, when you really look into this issue uh, over the decades, Chip, that, that at least I have, if this is true and they do come out and, and have the votes to deal with Roe v. Wade, it just puts it to the states. Yeah. This does not ban abortion. No. 
So that's really the bottom line. But uh, the the Democrats uh, need a big issue because they're going to be plundered uh, November 8th election. So they're going to they are and will run with this one, you know. But this is a very personal subject with almost every American. There's no right or wrong answer. And uh, and. This is not going to be extended to other issues. At least that's what the document said. This is a solo issue here relative to moving it to the states. Right. Canada and Mexico has already uh, said that they will offer uh, abortions to Americans. So you've you've got that already uh, surfacing. <laughs> it's just odd. And it, it just shows you the sensitivity. Then you have the illegal uh, aspect of some groups putting the addresses of Supreme Court justices' yeah. homes. That is against the law to, right. to, to, to do that at their homes. So I hope our Justice Department will, will uh, uh, correct that. But Not a uh, chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Not a chance. It's not good of uh, the sensitivity of what could happen under environment yeah. like that. Yep. Now, Jim, you did an, an outstanding job talking through the issue. Uh, and the issue is important on, on every level. I'm just talking about the fact that the document was leaked from the Supreme Court. Yeah. It, it, if it was a clerk, they go to jail for a long time. It's treasonous what has happened. Well, it goes into the shooting, the watering down of the independence of of a yes. key body of, of our nation, the Supreme. It's called the Supreme Court. Right. And so, yeah, it is not a good development. It's the sign of the times, regretfully. Yeah. You know? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Democrat senators want to spend $1 billion to boost conservation operations. What is that about? That's about what I say under the next farm bill. It's it's mainly going to be evolutionary, not revolutionary, except in two areas, conservation and climate change. And this goes into that. There's already hefty funding for the food and nutrition program spending. The administration has already taken care of that executive-wise. But this is another signal after a recent big increase in conservation in the fiscal year 2022 spending bill, Chip, uh, a number of senators uh, uh, already want a billion dollars more. This just tells me, and it's going to happen. Uh, uh, some way, somehow, in either a must-pass bill or the or the next farm bill. Now, the, 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 some of the funding is needed because of the, uh, the uh, uh, not only the, uh, uh, the 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 number of farmers who want to uh, go into various conservation programs, but in the implementation of them, mm-hmm. and that brings NRDS uh, 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 into it. So right. uh, you, you need that. It's just a chunk of money, and I think it's yeah. going to be spent. It will be found. It's always a chunk of money, no question yeah. about that. Uh, the plan from the White House to boost uh, wheat and soybean production, 
through the crop insurance program and through higher marketing loan rates and everything. We talked about it last week, said that probably isn't going to have much impact. American Soybean Association came out last week, said "Eh, it's probably not going to have much impact. No, but it's picking up some support from Deputy Secretary Jewel Bronow. She was asked by Political, who broke the story uh, either over the weekend or today. I know I quoted them saying it. And basically, she said she supports it because those acres are needed. And when pressed, she said, well, uh, because she was told a number of economists said it won't have much impact. And she said, well, what if prices go down a lot? Yeah. Uh, Well, they would have to go down a lot, lot. even though those loan rates were increased, what, 868 and for beans yeah. and 552 wheat. So I, you know, just that was an odd comment. We have not yet heard officially from uh, Secretary Vilsack on this one. I know a number of Republicans will ask him about that. So we're right. going to get, um, and Vilsack okay. is usually a trooper who will defend the administration, but we're going to see how he dances around this one. All right. Let's wrap it up with this question from Gary. If Jim had to put money on the next huge news story, what would it be? I'm talking October surprise size. I think you saw it in May with the Supreme court leak. Yeah. That was, that's the only thing. And and that can go both ways, you know, on it. Uh, The only other October surprise would be a, a continuation of the debt forgiveness in the students, not total, but again, that swings both ways at all, uh, you know, as well. So, but I think you've seen the biggest one with the Supreme Court because you can see the the volatility of the comments from Elizabeth Warren and our vice president on 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 this particular issue. They don't want to talk about the leak. That's right. just, uh, you know. Uh, Adam Schiff's the same thing. Well, that's a side issue, they say. Right. Well, it right. isn't a side issue. So I, I think you've already seen it. And that's their Hail Mary uh, you know, pass, if you will. All right. We are out of time. Stay tuned to profarmer.com for more information from Jim this week. This morning on AgriTalk, we've got Machinery Pete, and we'll talk land values with Doug Hensley from Hertz Real Estate. Great job this morning, Jim. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.